Hello and welcome to whatever episode this is of Show Some Respect. Tom Whitcomb is talking, recording into the phone yet again. Pretty sure my Airbnb host is in next door, but not not certain. Not certain. And that fills me with dread. Hey, I'm back. That was the, the shortest recording in, in Show Some Respect. Tom Whitcomb is talking history. Had to check. Had to check next door to make sure my Airbnb host isn't here. Until, if I wasn't, it was going to be like, like Schrodinger's hostess. She she was both simultaneously next door and she wasn't. And that's just for the, the smart listeners, which uh, I think is most of you. I think I have smart fans. Then again, is listening to this something an intelligent person would do? Write in. Let me know. If you have the time, the answer is probably no. <laughs> Thanks for listening, by the way before I just dismiss your intelligence. This is this is a defense mechanism. Guys, I'm so hungover. I've been at the Edinburgh Fringe for five days now. I've, I've, I've reacquainted myself with the fact that when I can't blame it on driving, I, I, I have no, none of the necessary confidence or self-assurance to turn down someone offering me a drink. I'm, I'm, I'm bad at that. I, th- I think they will equate that with me being a bad person. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's so dark so briefly in this country during summer. The sun's down for like four hours. So I'm up every day at like eight regardless, in bed at three, having two dinners, you know, a burger at eight and a kebab at midnight. This is, and I'm in that frame of mind when you're hungover where, where, where your, your mind says to yourself, it's, it says, hey, I know this doesn't necessarily make sense and there's no logic to this and you haven't done anything to harm anybody but yourself. But it's important you know that you're a bad person. It's very important to, to, to us, and when I say ask you, because this is your mind talking to your mind, that uh, this, this, this deep sense of shame that's following you like a cartoon storm cloud. It's, this, is, this is well earned. This is deserved. And you think, but, but, but me, I didn't, I didn't do anything. I didn't say anything embarrassing. I didn't, I, didn't make any, I didn't make any unwanted sexual advances. This is, this is, this, I, I, and, and your brain's like, I know, I know you, mate, you're, I'm, I'm on your side. Literally, I am you, but... Uh, I'm afraid, and this this will all become uh, well. No, it won't become clear because it makes no logical sense. But no, no, no you 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 deserve all the pain that uh, shall ever come your way, and there's lots coming. Just letting you know. That's how I feel right now. You know that kind of hungover. I've got Arthi, my Airbnb dog, having a, a little lie down on the bed. You hear that? I hope not. It would be very distracting. I like Arthi. You know, the company of dogs. The company of dogs. So it's pretty... Like, hey, you might be... It's, it's not that they, they make you think you're not a terrible person, but uh, they're, they're okay with it, regardless. Oh, oh boy. I've, uh, I've been at the Edinburgh Fringe for, since, since Monday. And... Uh, what, Tuesday? Monday? No, Monday. And uh, Monday afternoon, I, I, went and saw, I went and saw some shows. And uh, they were mostly bad. And uh, then Tuesday, 
I got invited to go and uh, see. No, no, I didn't get invited to go see. I, I got invited to take part in Daniel Muggleton's uh, Australian Comedian Edinburgh Showcase. Four Aussie comics, one hour, 3 p.m., 12 audience members, a cave. How could this not go well? Um, and uh, look, I'd just come from London where I was performing my absolute best material to 100 and 150 drunk up for it punters and just, just, just having a, such a good time. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? This is, this is comedy. This is what it is. It's, it's all, it's all glory and, and big laughs. That's, that's all it is. And then I came to Edinburgh and I performed to 12 people in a cave and it went fine at best. And I remembered, no, 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 this, this is, this is comedy. This is comedy. Comedy is looking into a crowd and having the mental capacity to remember every single audience member's face. It's not this kind of, it's not what you see on Netflix, you know, a crowd, an amorphous blob of, of hundreds and hundreds of smiling faces that all kind of form into one dark mass. No, 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 no. It's seven bemused individuals at 3 p.m. drinking six dollar pints. Okay, guys, I need to level with you. My, my Airbnb host came back and I panicked. I freaked out. This is, this is, this is fraught. So, I don't know. I'll, 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 I'll do a bit more. Eventually she'll come back again and I'll panic. And uh, I, I don't know. You're going to get this in like several three-minute increments or maybe we'll go record this outside for a little while. Maybe you only get eight minutes this week. I don't know. I can't know. What else? I mean, oh, my rhythm's all gone. I was feeling good. I have, I have notes. Look at my notes of things I thought would be good to talk about this podcast. Here's one of the dot points: eating like shit. Is that, is that really, Tom? Is that really what? you think people are going to go out of the way to tune into as you recount the things you ate that week. I already, I, and I already did it. I talked about it. Dinner at eight and 12. Burger kebab. That's good content. I take it back. I, you know, I shouldn't have doubted myself in the first place. There is a guy speaking outside. I don't know if you can hear him. But he's speaking Scottish, but not English. Does that... And I don't mean Gaelic. I mean just like completely unintelligible. I have no idea. I, the, I, I can't, it doesn't make sense to me where you speak the same language, but apparently we are. It makes, it's just, it's truly alien. I'm certain he's Scottish. He's got a, he's got a four leaf clover tattooed on the back of his neck. You know, he's a, he's a Scottish as a, Scottish as a leprechaun, that guy. Oh, I've only got one more night left in Edinburgh before I sit upon 27-hour flight home. Oof. And then go straight to work. Double oof. I fly out of here at 6 p.m. I fly to Frankfurt for two hours. And then I fly to Singapore. I have a four-hour stop. That takes 12 hours. And I fly to Sydney. And that takes eight hours. And then I go to work. And uh, that takes an eternity. If it's anything like when I left. But no, 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 no. I came here and I ran into my good friend, James Dunlop, friend of the podcast. 
Uh, big fan, big fan. We actually, we caught up in London. Uh, always good to catch up with fans of the podcast. Uh, because, you know, he already knows what's been happening in my life for the last 25 weeks. And uh, what is happening in his life is inconsequential to me. So uh, that's that's good. I really should have just, I should have just got my iPhone out, put the record on. Could have already done this week's episode. Could have just, he, you could have listened to what I was telling him. Uh, no, but it was, in many ways, it was almost like a live podcast. It was the, the, the first live podcast, unticketed, because I'm a man of the people. Um, and the first thing James said when he saw me was, uh, how, how are things? Hating work, I take it, based on your last podcast. I was like, man, that's, that's not good. That's not good that that's the first thing that comes across to a fan of my podcast. What happens if someone I actually work with wants to tune in? <sighs> So you're not going to hear me, you're not going to hear me complaining. You're not going to hear me complaining about my job on this podcast anymore. And you know, it's not a bad job. Pays well. It's stimulating work. Actually, I quite quite like it. Um, But, uh, but, 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 but know that uh, my silence says more than my words ever could. We, we, those of you who who listen to the podcast, we, we know, we know how I feel about it. We, we get it. Oh. You're listening to the 30-year-old man deeply sighing podcast. Oh, there he goes again. I just can't. I can't help myself. Cannot help myself today. It's, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to level with you guys. I shouldn't have given you the... I should not have given you the 10-minute set last week. I should have saved it for this week. I should have. I could have used the minutes. Could have used the minutes. Every minute I keep doing this podcast, I'm a minute closer to getting caught and getting a terrible Airbnb reviews. Tom was... Uh, kind and tidy guest, but he did take to speaking to himself as if there were people in the room for 27 minutes at a time. Perhaps if he had some sort of audio equipment with him, that would make sense. But as far as I could tell, he was just talking into an iPhone. Maybe he was on a phone call conversation with someone who felt no need to respond. That is how most of my phone conversations tend to go. I've been catching up with some old friends while I've been here. And uh, hey, if if you're listening to this podcast, old friends who aren't James Dunlop, I know James, you you'll be listening. That you know you're a, you know, big fan of the pod. That's how we met. But the uh, if if you're listening, if, if if for example you are any of the people that I ran into in Edinburgh um, who didn't bring up my podcast when we met uh, over over dinner or over drinks, who obviously you know haven't listened to it, otherwise you you would have said something. Um, go ahead and uh, turn this off immediately. If you're listening now, because you're just listening to hear about yourself and that's disgusting. All right. You're just listening to hear if, if I bring you up. It's the only reason you would listen. You'd see the title of this podcast live from Edinburgh and you think, hey, maybe he's going to talk about me. And that level of self-centeredness and selfishness and self-obsession, uh, that is not fit or appropriate for someone not pursuing a career in stand-up comedy. Okay. All right. When you have a podcast, you can do that. When you have a podcast, you can do what I do and listen to podcast from the Sydney stand-up comedy scene and, and hope, hope so much that maybe, just maybe, they'll talk about you. And maybe, you know, maybe, maybe they don't actually name the comic. They think it's best to keep them anonymous and you can tell yourself, as I do. They're talking about you, Tom. When they're talking about this female person of colour comedian, they're just trying to push people off the scent of the fact they're actually talking about 2021 Raw National Finalist, Tom Whitcomb. 
Tom Wickham started strongly before losing the crowd with an undeserved, undeserved jibe at women's athletics. That's what they said. That's what they said, didn't they, Tyson Ray? Ugh, Tyson Ray, you... You will, you will come to regret that, Tyson. One of these days, you'll come to my Melbourne International Comedy Festival show and you will be forced to either realise the genius that you overlooked in my criticisms of female sport or just... Give me, give, me, give me a low rating. Give me a low rating. And let's see what all the other reviewers have to say about that. And should they agree with you, they're cowards as well. Each and every one of them. Catch up with some old friends. And uh, these are people that I haven't seen. I, I lived in Edinburgh in 2010. I lived in Edinburgh as a, as a, as a poor gap student. And uh, I, I caught up with my old boss, who I have not seen since then. And I caught up with a couple of mates who I've seen a couple of times since then. Actually, I've been to Edinburgh since 2010 a few times. And I've seen my mates, Graham and Nick. Uh, again, if you're listening, Graham and Nick, turn it off. You're not going to want to hear the rest of this. No, I mean, this, this isn't actually about the people. This is just something I realized. Do you, do you ever find, like, you go somewhere where you know an old friend is likely to be. And you think, we should catch up. We, I haven't seen that person in age. I wonder what's happening in their life. Are they married? Are they happy? Are they working? Have they seen my stand-up comedy? What do they think of my podcast? All these questions swirl around in your head. And you make plans. You say, let's go get a drink. And maybe you make plans very early in the afternoon to, to leave the possibility of what, what else could take place for the rest of the evening. And what I find is your excitement to meet those old friends is directly yet inversely proportionate to how far away that meeting is taking place in both distance and time. When you're on the other side of the world, you're like, it's going to be so great to see that person I haven't seen in 12 years' time. It's going to be fascinating. It's going to be so interesting. What's happened? So much time has passed. Are they the same person? Have they grown? Have they changed? What do they think of my podcast? And then as you move through space and time, towards that meeting, you think to yourself, what do this person and I possibly have to speak about? This person I haven't seen in over a decade since I was a teenager. What are we going to talk about? What? I might as well just pull a stranger off the street and just say, hey, who are you? What do you do? I'm Tom. Have you have you listened to my podcast? That's pretty much the same thing at that stage. I'm sitting at this pub at five o'clock. Five o'clock. Like I said, early in the afternoon. How early can I leave? How quickly can we eat? Would it be rude if I asked what she wants to eat on her way to the pub? So we can just skip over. So we can at least we can have mouthfuls to 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 justify this mutual silence. Sitting there drinking a pint by myself thinking, this is, this is a ridiculous idea. I could have been doing anything. I could be doing anything right now. Now, Bertie, if you are listening, my former boss, and you are hurt by what I've just said, I told you to turn it off. I told you this is, this is, not, this is not a good look for you. This is not a good look to only tune in because you think you're going to be involved. That's, 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 that's just not on. You know, go back. You should have been listening. If you've listened, if you maybe you went back and you're like, well, I need to listen to the first 25 episodes to catch up to make sure that, you know, you're aligned with the narrative. Sure. 
I can justify that. In which case, you, you won't have listened to this for, you know, I imagine at least a, a minimum couple of weeks, surely. I mean, sure, you could listen to, I think we're up to 26 episodes. You, you could listen to this in, in technically, you know, about 13, 13, 14 hours. But it would be quite a shift. It would be very impressive. No, it wouldn't. It'd be tragic. You have children. What are you doing? Spending 14 hours listening to every podcast I've ever done. I've ever done. Just a 14-hour trail of thought. Just, just a 14-hour stream of consciousness from me. You might you that at that stage you've you you've you've become a little bit of me, haven't you? By osmosis, you've 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 absorbed a little bit of that. What am I talking about? What is this? It was fine. Obviously, it was fine. Like by the time she got there, it was nice. We reminisced, hung out for like ninety minutes. Perfect amount of time. The amount of time that you spend with a with a an old acquaintance, no, as acquaintances, an old friend, but you know, very clearly current acquaintance. Uh, the appropriate time, same as a film. Less than a film. I can take a two-hour film. Over two hours. Over two hours film or meeting. Too much. Too much time. Oh, It was fun, though, because so uh, when I was in Edinburgh, I worked at this very hoity-toity school, a place called Fetty's College, uh, home to former English Prime Minister Tony Blair, who, based on nothing but the reputation that I have... Uh, kind of absorbed from... This is the thing, seeing British comics, so many local references that I just don't get at all. I'm very surprised. I kind of thought we lived in a, you know, post-globalisation society. I thought any reference that you would make, I would get. No idea. What I've gleamed... Gleamed? Gleamed? Gleam. Is gleam a word? What I've gleamed? I think it's with an N. I don't think you've heard of the difference this whole time. I think you just heard me say gleamed four times. What I've gleamed from the... Uh, bricolage of different political British references I've never fully understood is that uh, Tony Blair, I'd be a fan. She's here. Oh, that was a close one. That was a close one. She's gone again. But I don't know for how long, guys. This is this is tense. This is this is this is the tensest podcast that shows the respect Tom Woodkin was talking has ever had. Constantly on the brink of being marginally embarrassed for a short period of time. But uh, Tony Blair, fuck, what do I even have to say about this? I think I was trying to make the joke that I would really, that Tony Blair is, a, is an unliked Prime Minister by the left wing, but uh, I'm saying I really like him because uh, I'm, I, I lean right. Is that funny? Was that, would have been funnier if it wasn't recorded in two different sessions, 20 minutes apart, possibly. But Fetty's is this like hoity-toity, it's basically the school that I went to, but in Scotland. No, it's not true. It's it's more. It's it's more posh. Super super rich parents, and uh, as you can imagine, rich families breed fuck up children. Uh, that's that's what I've come to realize. That's why I'm glad uh, I'm just private school rich and not private island rich, because that is, you you you're born private island rich pretty soon. The only way you can get off sexually is in international waters. That's the kind of life you're destined to lead. As soon as your parents crack over eight figures net worth. And uh, those were the kinds of kids that I, I was working with in 2010. And so this, my old boss, Bertie, just kind of regaled me with tales of different parents that had done sus shit. Um, it's, it's more about the parents than the kids, really. But uh, one of these kids, dad was a pastor in another school, turned out to be diddling the kids. And... So 
dad was doing, you know, what priests do, what they're taught to do, what they bond over. And uh, apparently his wife found out and rather than report it to the authorities, uh, said, hey, let's, let's cover this up. Let's live a sham marriage. We can't let the world know about this. And he said, no, 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 I'm leaving you and divorced. Which I think she, I think she came with a very fair offer, to be fair. I think she actually was uh, trying to do pretty, you know, something pretty, pretty good by him. And he uh, could not leave well enough alone. So he, he said no to that for some reason. This is, I mean, this is this kind of like, mum's coffee club gossiping bullshit where I'm like, I asked, I was like, so wait, is this guy, what happened? He's like, well, he remarried to another, to another person. I ah, and the kids don't talk to him anymore. Right. No, I I meant the kids he was molesting. Oh, I had no idea. Don't know. Didn't ask. Right. And is this guy in prison? No, no, I don't think so. Right. So you know about this and presumably the, the school know about this and, uh, and, and I know about this but the Scottish Federal Police, we're not bringing them, we're not going to, we're not going to bring them into this because I think they might have a role to play. I think they might have something to say about all this. No, 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 not, no, let's just, just enjoy the gossip, Tom. Just enjoy it for what it is. This is the other thing. Uh, so when I was at school, when I was at the school, we used to sign out the younger kids when they had to go home. So parents would come and pick them up and you had to like do your due diligence or your, your duty of care and make sure that Whoever was picked off was signed off, so you just some child hadn't just wandered off into the woods into a into the local priest's car, um, because if that would have happened, boy, would there be a little bit of uh, a, a little bit of clucking? What's the word I'm looking for? It would be the talk of the town, not of the legal system, just of the town. That's what would happen in that case. Uh, so you had to, you had to sign out kids, and there were these two kids, young. I reckon they were like. Four Five, that was creepy. Young, young, young. Five and seven, I reckon. And um, they were not allowed to be signed out by us humble 18-year-old gap students. We were not fit for that task. No, 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 that had to be done by uh, someone a little bit more high-ranking than us, preferably a teacher or one of the uh, the headmasters. And um, so didn't really, I asked, I was like, what, what ended up happening with that? And uh, didn't really progress any of it. But the reason I have since discovered that we, we weren't allowed to sign them out was because the parents were divorced in a very nasty split. And there was a concern that one of the parents might try and kidnap one of the children, if not both of the children. I don't know why they would only take one. I mean, you know, fair, I suppose. I left you the good one. And everything. What's the issue? But uh, legally, you know, in the eyes of the law, not fair. So they, so they, um, they, they, they had to make sure those kids were kept a, a watchful eye of in case they were to be kidnapped. Um, now, obviously, the risk of kidnapping being higher, but obviously the school didn't feel that the remaining 129 students, uh, needed to be kept safe from the danger of kidnapping, uh, whether they were just, you know, less valuable stock or whatever. They just, they trusted us with those kids, but not with these two. Since found out, it doesn't really add anything to the story. Well, it does. It, it, this is something I can't believe we didn't notice at the time. These kids, their parents grew up, get this, grew up, their parents, these, these two, their, the parents of these children, 
these two human adults who married had two children and then divorced. Th- those two, the parents, the parents of these two kids that we weren't allowed to sign, the, those, they're, they're, those kids' parents, get this, those kids' parents, right? The parents of those two kids that we weren't allowed to sign out because they might get kidnapped, unlike the rest of the, the school body, those two kids, their parents, were step-siblings, right? You with me? Parents, this is why I'm, I'm really having to, not step-siblings to other, not, not as in like had separate step, step-siblings to one another. You, they're, they're part of the same family, shared the same last name, didn't even need, didn't even need to change it. <laughs> they, they, they did anyway. When they got married, they went double barrel. <laughs> it was John Roberts Roberts and Jane Roberts Roberts. No, step-siblings step from the age, not like, not the cool porn version where they're step-siblings from like the age of 16 because that's obviously not creepy, that's sexy. But, I mean, I don't even think that's the, I think in the porn version it's like 18 legally. Maybe older, 20. No, from the age of eight. These two were eight years old when they met and fell in love, presumably. Because they, they have the same taste in families as their parents. Bizarre. So bizarre. I think we need to let those children get kidnapped, to be honest. I think we need to get them away from the other kids. That's, that's a recipe. Your parents are step-siblings? God. I can't believe, how do they not tell me that? How do they not, do you, at 18 years of age, do you think there's anything I would have loved to have known more than when I saw those parents on alternating days because they weren't allowed to be in the same room as each other because, you know, there's nothing more complicated than family. The only thing more complicated than family is double family. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know how siblings slash partners squabble. You know, you know how brothers and sisters, husbands and wives can be. Now multiply them. Just, that's so funny. It's so, that's, it's funny. It's funny because I actually can't picture those parents. So they're not real human beings in my eyes. They're a story, a very, very funny story. Oh, look, I think this is, I think this is enough for everybody, isn't it? This has been pretty good. I think I'm getting better at this. I think I might just do this into the iPhone from now on. Far less effort, far less pressure. I mean, the pressure is that my... I'm I'm a I'm a one star Airbnb reviewer. Oh, this is okay. Let's try that again. Tom, edit this out. I'm not going to edit this out. I am a moment away from a one star Airbnb review. Tom is a lovely, if schizophrenic, guest. He keeps talking to himself in a voice that he doesn't use usually, as if he's trying to entertain. No, she knows what a podcast is. She's a good girl. It was condescending. Why did I say that? Here's what you need to know. Here's my takeaway. Here's my big takeaway from the last two weeks. The UK is the best. England and London. I say England, London. I don't have time for the other, you know, 60 million people. But the, the 6 million in London. Must be more. Got to be more. Sydney, 6 million. What's the population of London? What do you reckon? Play at home. Population of London. I'm going to say 12 million people. All right, what'd you guess? What'd you guess? I said 12 million people. I was off, okay? Now, with a higher or lower, what do you think? Can I stretch this out? How long can I stretch this out for? I was lower. Ooh, those of you who guessed lower than 12 million people, 
you might be correct. You might be more correct than me, depending on whether we're playing prices right rules or not. 8.982 million. If you said 8.982 million, I think you may have Googled this before I said it. Because otherwise, or you just knew it. You, you're, you're in the census, the UK census. Um, in which case, hey, can you sneak me in? What's an extra, you know, what's 8.982001 million? That's it's nothing. You won't even notice. I am apparently leaving my girlfriend at home based on what I've just said. The UK is the best. That's what I was going to, I'm, 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 I'm moving here. 100%. Mum, I'm sorry you had to find out this way. I'm moving here. I don't know how. I have no plan. I know I'm going to need a job and a visa and uh, that job is going to have to pay more for me to do it than they would have to pay an English person. And I know we're about to go into a global recession and I know jobs are going to be harder to get and I know that probably one of the few things companies are going to cut back on pretty soon is advertising the industry that I work in. And I know that all of this seems to point to immense legal difficulties to move to the other side of the world. However, I'm doing it. I don't know how it's going to happen. It's going to do it. Second thing, I've seen so many great Edinburgh shows this year. I've learned so much. I've seen more than I ever saw of Australian shows. And even then, they're just, it's just, the people I've seen, they just, I think, I think it's better. I think it's a lot better. And I'm learning. You guys, I know most of this is all, the, the, everything I say in any part of my comedic career is just littered with irony because it's easier than addressing the truth of any given situation. However, know that I mean this. My show next year is going to be fucking awesome. I truly, I truly think that. I'm so, I'm thinking about it all the time. I'm writing so much over here. I've got plans. I've got ideas. I've got goals. It's, it's going to be so, I'm so excited. I'm so, I, I almost got a tattoo the other day that said best newcomer 2023. That's how confident I am. I'm going to overcome all of the prejudices that straight white men suffer in my industry. I'm going to overcome that. Because we, we need a hero, us straight white men. We need somebody to guide us out of the dark, the dark ages that have existed for almost 18 months now. We need to move through this. We need to move forward into a time where we are respected and paid more than the minorities around us instead of now who are paid equally in some industries. It's not good enough. I'm, 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 some of this is in jest. It's going to be good. And, but here's the thing. And then I was so confident. I was so excited. And I was just, just take, you know, when you first have an idea and you're like, yeah, this is going to go out exactly how I plan. There's not going to be any downside to this. This isn't going to be hard. And then you talk to someone and they raise one difficulty and you're like, oh, fuck. It's ruined. It's all over. The plan's dead. Never mind. Throw my dreams in the bin yet again. I would spoke to my mate Dan, Dan Muggleton. Check him out on Instagram or in the world, good guy. And he was like, oh yeah, uh, so what are, you, are you gonna do all the festivals next year? I was like, yeah, Adelaide, Melbourne, Edinburgh. He's like, oh yeah, okay, it's gonna suck. I'm like, oh, but what if it doesn't? Oh, okay, but maybe, but no, it's, 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 it's gonna be bad. You're gonna have a bad time. It's gonna be really hard, no one's gonna come. You're gonna, you're gonna be performing to six people in Adelaide on a Tuesday night and paying for the privilege. It's, every, every gig is gonna cost you money and uh, you're gonna go home and you're gonna hate yourself and you're gonna feel like you did at the start of this podcast. Every day. And, and, and not only will you think you deserve it, but you also will. 
He didn't say this exactly, I'm paraphrasing. I might have drifted off and gotten in my own head for a little while. But he did make the point that the first year of festivals is so fucking hard and no one comes and no one knows who you are. So, point being, if you live in Adelaide, if you live in Melbourne, you live in Edinburgh, or if you live near an airport that uh, does flights into any of those cities, even with multiple connections, I'm going to need you to come. All right? Now, we've got a lot of time. It's August. First set of festivals is like February, all right? So you've got, you got time to plan. You've got time to save for the, for the long-haul international flight. But it's going to be good, all right? You prepare yourself. It's going to be, it's going to be the tits. It's going to be, it's going to be so good. I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to tell people that I thought about getting a Best Newcomer tattoo when I win Best Newcomer at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival next year. I'm going to, I'm going to say, hey, I thought about getting a tattoo because I knew this was going to happen. They're going to be like, bullshit. No, you didn't. Why didn't you get it then? You didn't have any conviction. You just fleetingly fantasized about winning an award and you think that's some kind of premonition. I'm like, no, 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 I, I know this. I'm like, Tom, you didn't even win it. You weren't even nominated. You didn't even do the show at Melbourne next year. You, get, you said you're going to do it next year. You said you're going to do the year after next. You just, you, you abandoned all your plans. Yeah, you came back from Edinburgh full of inspiration and hope. That lasted, that lasted the transit from Sydney Airport back to your house. And that might be true. But I'll tell you this. I'll speak to you next week on uh, next week episode. Next next ne- next week's episode of Show Some Respect. Tom Whitcomb is talking. Hey, I reckon we've... I, I don't know. I, I've got to add the five different segments of time together because I don't know how long this has been going for. It, it feels like half an hour. Surely. At least. This is a problem of not... I don't know, I've got, to, I've got to add the backing track, the outro in post, and it's too long. This is too long. It's, all, it's way too long. See ya.